0: And welcome to another YFE Chat Live. It's our 101st episode. So, of course, we're going to play on 101 with Young Female Entrepreneurs 101. We're talking about health, relationships, resources, tools, social media, uh, sales and networking, and everything in between. Everything, young female entrepreneurs. If you're an entrepreneurial woman in your 20s and 30s, this is a great show for you. So, stay tuned for the next 30 minutes. Use the hashtag YFE Chat Live and make sure to introduce yourself in the chat on YFELive.com. Hey everyone, I'm your host Jennifer Dono, you can tweet me at Jennifer Dono, and of course YFE is at YFE Entrepreneur, a hashtag for the show is YFE Chat, sounds for young female entrepreneurs chat. It's a live show that happens every Thursday at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern here on YFELive.com, and the replays are available on YouTube and on iTunes in both audio and video format, so if you go to the gym and you are on the treadmill and you want to listen, do that, that's available. Uh, So tonight's show is 101. 101st episode. We had our 100th episode last week with Jessie Millay. If you have not watched that show yet, watch it. She was so much fun. And there's some fun music at the beginning, too. Tonight's episode is brought to you by Ovalight TV. Ovalight believes in building community through shared experiences. We produce professional live webcasts that bring tribes together. And by MailChimp. MailChimp is the best way to design, send, and share email newsletters. You can get started today at MailChimp.com for free. And I love seeing when you guys sign up for MailChimp. Somebody asked me for help, and it was a little late to help them. But I'll help anyone jump on MailChimp. Because it's super cool and I love their company. So anyway, uh, a couple things that's happening with young female entrepreneurs before I bring our special guest slash co-host slash social media rock star, fun person, Stacy back on to the show, um, is that the daily action calendar is going, it's in full force. So if you go to Instagram right now and go to YFE Action, that is from January, <laughs> Sorry, I well I use that as like a template to put other images in. I don't ever like use that. Duh! (laughs) How come? How could you not know that? So anyway, um. The action calendar, every day, there's a new action. If you go to dailyactioncalendar.com, it's our Tumblr page, so you can subscribe to that and get that. It, it includes a daily action every day, plus a little quote that goes along with it. So today's is your about page, is what you're supposed to snap a picture of. Uh, March is all about pictures of you. And uh, with that, uh, the quote is, people don't buy what you do, they buy why you do it. And if you've read Start With Why, you should know that, uh, what? Who reminded you that that? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Somebody's trying to take credit for too many things in here tonight. Uh, so, <laughs> people don't buy what you do, they buy why you do it, and it goes along with your about page. Start with the why, then go to the what, then the how, that type of a thing. Isn't that his golden circle, why, what, how? Absolutely. Yeah. So there you go. So anyway, um, make sure that you find out more by going to dailyactioncalendar.com. Thank you to everyone that's been participating because it's so much fun to meet other entrepreneurial women in their 20s and 30s via pictures. Um, we shared our about pages, so I got to actually see what some of you do on Instagram because I follow so many of you. Um, the Bootstrap Book Club is the last thing I want to mention before we go on. Um, Well, I have a couple other things to mention, but I'll do that with Stacey. Um, Bootstrap Book Club, we're on Q4 tomorrow for the 48 Laws of Power. I hope you guys are reading along with us for that. It's a very different book, a very evil book, but it's, um, I say evil in the nicest and happiest of ways, because it's actually been been a very introspective uh, discussion for me. Um, so anyway, let's go ahead and get started. Again, it's episode 101. We're talking about Young Female Entrepreneurs 101, going over resources with my co-host Stacey Harris. Stacey, thank you so much for joining us tonight in this um, full-on 30 minutes of Stacey-ness. <laughs>
1: Now with more Stacey.
0: <laughs> I'm excited. I like when it's,
1: <laughs> when it's you and, and me and, and, and everyone watching. It's always fun.
0: I like that. It's I nice think that states. should be our new tagline. Why if chat live now with more Stacey? <laughs> I'll, I'll take it. I I'm like going to include that in the metadata somewhere. Now with more Stacey. Because I bet everyone will Google it now. I, I bet <laughs> okay so as uh, Stacy before we get into the resources and everything and um, for those that don't really know too much about you because I was talking about you with someone recently and they were like oh my gosh she's so awesome and I was like yeah I know um, so I'm gonna need
1: to know who that was
0: <laughs> you know I like what talking about so um <laughs> so Stacey, oh. uh tell people why it is that you're awesome
1: there's, there's so many reasons. I mean, we could spend the whole half hour just talking about my
0: awesome. <laughs> Let me count the ways. <laughs> In
1: fact, why don't you guys hit the chat and hit why, hashtag YFE chat, and we'll just have a whole why is Stacey awesome show. Yeah. Um, no, I I do uh, online marketing strategy and social media strategy for online entrepreneurs, um, mostly YFEs, uh, so you guys you are my peeps. Um, I host a podcast, I co-host this show, I, I hang out with a lot of YFEs and just have a lot of fun, and I speak, and I I, I do anything that lets me get to be awesome for as long as possible.
0: Sounds good to my me. my goal. So, Stacey, <laughs> uh you've been, like we mentioned last week, you've been co-hosting with me for almost the entire two years that we've been doing this, and yeah. uh, 101 episodes. And I want to make sure, before we get into all these resources, what exactly young female entrepreneurs is, in the sense oh, of, of what a young female entrepreneur is first. So, young female entrepreneur, just to, when I talk to people, especially people that are like in their early 40s, mm-hmm. it's always awkward. And I'm like, I, I know uh it's it's uh it's it's a certain demographic that's underserved in that the majority of females when the, when young female entrepreneurs started were in the forty plus range I think the national average was something like forty four or something something around the forties range of a female entrepreneur and then if you looked at recent articles, they're saying that anywhere from fifty five up is really where women are starting businesses. And that's because they've, you know, they had their kids, or kids are gone out of the house, or they'll be graduating soon. They went through the whole corporate America thing, and now they're starting businesses. And so, what young female entrepreneurs was doing is to fill that gap. That gap that women uh, they don't have that group of friends that um, you built in corporate America in that office environment. Your sorority girlfriends or your your friends from college have all moved on because they've gotten their new little office. Um, office friends, and uh, so young female entrepreneurs is supposed to fit in right there. This is, this is our friends. These are other people that understand what it is that we do and a place where we can belong. And when I first started in business, um, and when did you start, Stacey? Uh twenty eleven. So, so three years ish. Yeah. So I started um in two thousand eight and when I went to a women's organization or a women's group or any kind of networking group, they always asked me, are you here with your mother? (laughs) And it was always a little offensive, but at the same time, I was the only one my age there, and they all had kids my age, so it was kind of a natural question, I guess, for them. I don't know, is that the same experience that you had three years later? For me, it was um, I had a really hard time finding women,
1: period. Um, There was a lot of males networking in my local area and like in their 60s. And so I got the whole like patting on the head, that's such a cute idea um, sort of mentality. That's what I got. (laughs) I didn't even get to find women. (laughs) I got old men.
0: (laughs) Old dudes. Very nice. Yeah. Well, yeah, so that's where young female entrepreneurs is supposed to fit in. And I feel like today in 2014, every young female has some kind of entrepreneurial thing. And back then, yeah. back in 2008 when I'd connect with other young women or I'd even talk to my friends about it and I'd say, "Oh, you're a young female entrepreneur, you should come." And they'd be like, "I'm a young female entrepreneur?" I would I'd never considered myself an entrepreneur. And now everyone considers themselves an entrepreneur whether they <laughs> Work in at Microsoft or they work for themselves? There's, you know, there's intro um, inside company entrepreneurs and all everything in between. So it's been an interesting um, graduation, I guess, or, you know, seeing how that trend has changed. Would you agree, Mm -hmm. Stacey? I feel like everyone is an entrepreneur today.
1: Well, I feel like there's a lot more young entrepreneurs, especially because a lot of people have sort of graduated from college and, and, had a really hard time finding something they really love to do, so they're kind of going, "Well, I'll create it then." Yeah. Um. So I think that there's definitely more uh, just younger entrepreneurs instead of having a whole career and then starting a business. People are just sort of skipping the whole career part.
0: Well, and you see other people that are doing it that are your age, yeah. which always, you know, it makes you feel like, "Oh, I could do that too." Well, and I
1: think that's part of social media making the world a smaller place. You know, there's groups like this, and there's you know Twitter and Facebook and and Google Plus, and we're all sort of connecting more than we used to. Um, and so I think that helps too. Is you know maybe the people I can network with aren't necessarily down the street from me, um, although there I have found more and more locally. Um, but I I network in places like this where I I get to connect with people who are totally in line with what I'm doing. Um, just maybe live far, far away.
0: <laughs> <laughs> in Australia far, far away. or New Zealand, where, where's
1: Ashley again? She is in Port Douglas, Australia. Am I totally <laughs> having that? I know she's in Australia. I think it's Port Douglas.
0: So Stacey, let's talk about um, 2014. The, as far as what we're talking about, Young Female Entrepreneurs 101, I wanna make sure that we did, well, first of all, I'm prefacing this with a lot of the, the resources that I'm pulling up are from my live show that I do daily, and the reason why I'm pulling that up is to make sure that you guys know that watch why if chat live on iTunes or YouTube or live, that I do this other show daily, and it's actually going to be stopping soon. <laughs> so uh, this is kind of my like ode to me doing daily live webcasts, and it was super fun, and I'm not going to be doing it after next week anymore. <laughs> Aww, um, I'm sad. I know, right? I'm sad, but I'm sad. But that's. Yeah, I'm doing one more week. I'm just going to cut it off and it's going to be fast. But you know what? Next week's guests are going to be super fun. Um, one of them on Wednesday is um, someone that writes a blog, Life After Liquidity, and he talks about he had this blog site, forum site, that any of us could create. And it got uh, it was acquired by a major uh, college network. Cool. And he just recently was able to cut ties with the, co- the company completely. So anyway. Um, 2014, uh, this was someone, a journalist that I had on YFE Live, um, or on, uh, Gencast Live, uh, here you can see, and the, it was episode 39, and it's How to Run the World in 2014, and I had on the popular Forbes contributor and president of venturenear.com, Jerry Stengel, I don't know if you got to see that, Stacey, but she basically walks us through the reason why 2014, if you're a female entrepreneur and you're complaining and your business isn't doing well, it's your fault, so yeah (laughs) because she says basically women people want women to do well i mean there's tons of resources out there there's money now to be had all sorts of things
1: also there's entire groups like dedicated to women like supporting women networking with women connecting with women um marketing for women like there's whole there's whole groups for that you just have to tap your resources.
0: Whole groups. And if you go, men want women to succeed more than ever now, too. And I found that to be personally true for me. When I reach out to and my male peers, they will um, go out of their way to help me. <laughs> uh, I don't know if that's same hmm. for you.
1: Um, I have found that I, I only, ha- like, really network and hang out with people who are really supportive of each other, like and gender is not really a factor. That's a great I know point. it's been really, really true for me in podcasting because, and I'm sure you run into this in, with webcasting, is it's a male-dominated area. Um, and so they've been really like, you know, I'm going to an event in August all about around podcasting and there, there's guys running it and most of the speakers are guys, but they went out of their way to find women speakers. and There's going to be a panel on women in podcasting and um, I think that's really cool.
0: Yeah, well, I come from a background in web hosting where we'd go to the web hosting conferences and there was booth babes, like Mm -hmm. women in bikinis selling us our stuff. And it's because it was all dudes. So anyway, I wanted to talk about, um, you know, we're going through the resources and what it means to be a young female entrepreneur, YFE 101. And so, you know, just to set the stage, we said, you know, 2014 is the year of the female entrepreneur Check out the episode. Jerry walks us through why that is. Now, some other ways that we can be prepared and really make sure that, as a young female entrepreneur, we've got all of our stuff together, is in uh, our relationships. So, as a young female entrepreneur, one of the things that happens is that most of us go through friends. Um, we have cycles of, you know, becoming friends with new people. Um, mm-hmm. uh, touching base with old friends, and then we sometimes date, we get engaged, we get married. I mean, there's just lots of life transitions. And in this episode of, of GenCast, I had on the co-founder of, um, gosh, what was her? I'm totally, uh, PVD Lady Project, or it's called The Lady Project now, and she's in Boston and a few other cities. Um, but we were talking about President Obama's um, the State of the Union address, and he was talking about the feminist stance. And everyone was getting really excited because he's basically saying women need to, um, or employers need to be more flexible for women's schedules. And it goes, you know, he's saying parents and people were like, well, it's not even just people that have kids, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. So what I think I wanted to point out for people is that as a young female entrepreneur, it's really important that in our relationships we have a flexible work hour, uh, a flexible schedule, and we've realized what our schedule needs to be, and we've worked in systems in our businesses, and also a flexible environment. So the the ability to have hardware and all of our documents, etc., in the cloud and have that hardware and be able to access things easily is really important. Would you agree? Totally. <laughs> I, I
1: totally agree. I the one issue I had with that that those statements. Where I think that it's not a, a mom thing. I don't think it's a, a female thing. I think it should be a people thing. Uh, personally, that's just my opinion. But um, but yeah. I, I agree. I think though, if we want to um, expect flexibility from other people, we sort of have to lead by example. And you know, part of our responsibility as entrepreneurs is as we you know, we hire people or we interact with people or we network with people, we kind of have to, to set the standard for what we want things to be like. That doesn't mean you have to be available 24-7. I'm super not, um, but I'm, I'm flexible not. with the people who I, I work with and and who work with me and for me and who I work for. Right. and. I think it's about having that flexibility. And
0: and that show I remember people in the chat bringing up, it's about communication. Mm -hmm. Making sure that you are communicating with your boss uh, if you're doing a side gig. Letting them know what you're, you know, setting up expectations, setting up expectations yeah. with your clients, with your husband, with your kids, that kind of thing, and just communicating. So it's definitely a foundational, like, 101 type piece as a young female entrepreneur, and it took me a really long time to get that and be able to set up boundaries. And I still don't think boundaries or balance necessarily exist, but at least you know that at, you know, 9 a.m., if that's not your best time of day, don't set up a coffee you know, meeting at that yep. time, that kind of thing. So anyway, and the next point I wanted to go over is health, and this is a big one for young female entrepreneurs, and one that I don't feel like we need to be schooled on too much. Um, but there's so many resources out there now with YouTube and all these health coaches that are getting on board. And we had on someone that talked about ditching sugar. It was actually Katie uh, Van Uden, um, or Den Uden, and she talked about uh, the importance of um, of just being more more um, picky and, you know, actually thinking about what it is that we're putting in our bodies as far as fitness and nutrition goes. And I think that's also a very foundation, you know, for anything, but especially for someone that's running 24 hours a day thinking about your business, you need to make Mm -hmm. sure that you have those habits put in place.
1: Uh, Yeah, because I think that that's something that easily gets dropped off your priority list, that whole self-care thing, whether that be health or just taking time for yourself or... I mean, I've been through cycles where, like, taking a shower was like a big deal. Like, oh, I get to take a 10-minute shower, woohoo! Because, like, I had jam-packed my schedule just too much. Um, so, I think having that foundation of taking care of yourself is really important from the beginning, because it's super easy, especially when you're so passionate about something, to drop yourself lower and lower on the priority list.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, the next thing I wanted to talk about is in tech. So. Uh, as far as one-on-one type of a thing goes, a lot of us will start off in business because we have an idea and maybe we have an idea around what it is that we see. You know, maybe it's a coach that said, here's some ideas for, for monetizing a podcast or here's some ideas for how you can work from home and earn a living, that kind of a thing. But I think it's important to, go outside and think creatively think differently and we've had a number of uh, tech female founders on who did just that. They basically said here's this problem and they could have just written an ebook about it basically or they could Mm -hmm. have um, just done one on one services but they took it a step further and they created an app around it or they created you know some kind of really cool patentable technology around this and they just basically said I'm going to do it and then they found the people that could help them do it and we see that all the time on YFE Chat Live and we see it on on my on the daily show that here we were talking to the spill founder where she was in college. She was being a student mentor and um, basically She's like, how can I scale this? How can I make this bigger? And that was a great opportunity for her to just think, okay, here, I'm gonna do an app, and she figured out how to do it. She had no technical background, and she went through an incubator and all sorts of fun stuff, and she made it happen.
1: I always like that, like, see a problem, create a solution story, when we have those guests on the show, I just think it's so inspiring. Like, you don't just complain about there being a problem or complain about there being a gap in the network, but you become the solution or you create the solution I just think that's I feel
0: like that's the the definition of an entrepreneur is you're creating the solution Uh, and the people that they're that's the the, that's the surest way for success Mm -hmm, is someone that has identified a very specific problem that's creating someone some kind of pain and they've solved it definitely and they solved it in a simple really understandable way that people are like I want that
1: Well, and these people who branch out and like say, you know, I have this solution, but the tech piece isn't my, you know, my best skill set. So they partner with like a tech founder or two and partner. And I just think that's super cool. Like if that's not your best thing, but you know a solution, partner with other people who can make that vision a reality.
0: Absolutely. And it, A lot of that goes into sales and networking, which is what I want to talk about next. Yeah. And I think that as a young female entrepreneur is definitely something that you have to master early on. And mm-hmm. I am not a master at networking in any sense of the word. And it's always fun to talk to people who are, who have done really well with it. Um, We talked to Jacqueline uh, Mullen on on the daily stuff and she was doing five business basics to focus on. That's what the episode was called. It was episode 48. and. Hers was really interesting because she broke it down as far as foundation goes and what we need to master. And a big part of that is getting out there and talking about what it is that you do and being clear on your numbers and really knowing about your business. But just being clear on your business in general is really important. And Stacey, I know you've done a lot of work recently on that. I have. I um, I think that your business
1: evolves or maybe, I don't know, maybe that's just me. My business evolves all the time I feel like Um, and so it's nice to sort of step back and take a look at the big picture and get super clear because you find yourself evolving and serving the needs of your clients and doing this and that and then suddenly you're like wait is this really the best like way to describe what it is I'm doing right now Um, so you kind of have to take a step back and look at that and I'm doing a, a rebrand and getting really clear on um uh, what I do so that I can you know, really up my visual game because I felt like I was ready to upgrade my website and upgrade my graphics and things like that. But I was like, wait, what do I really do so I can make that a really simple process instead of going, I think this is kind of what I want. Um, <laughs> I don't like those clients, I'll be honest. Um, so I didn't want to be that client. Um, but I think it's really important. And that's something that I think you should do regularly, not just from a 101 standpoint, but revisit that. You know, if that yeah. means that you do it at the end of the year or, Quarterly or whatever, revisit it. I've been doing it yearly. Um, I, I sort of sit down and I go, okay, well, let's get really clear on what's going on right
0: now. Well, there's a few other things on on as far as sales and marketing or sales and networking goes. Uh, we had Molly Welch on of My Own Molly, and she talked about getting uncomfortable, and so not only do you have to know on spot what it is that you do and be able to effectively communicate that out, but she also talked about a story where she went, she was at Starbucks working with someone, and or working on something, and next to her, the, somebody was having a meeting, and she overheard their problems and was like, oh, I could provide a solution. So once their person left, she turned around and handed them a business card. So having just being able to get uncomfortable like that and going out of your way is a really important lesson that I took away from that. And then uh, another thing was being a brand editor, and this is with um, Nicole of the Wardrobe Code. Which, Stacey, I know you're good friends with Nicole, and yes, she talks about being your own brand editor and really making sure that you're presenting yourself well. And that's another thing that is, again, a foundational type of a... Yeah. And I'm, I'm going to make sure that I include all the links to all of these, too, because I want you to check out these young female entrepreneurs and really see them as a resource. And then finally, around sales and networking, the idea of using PR to uh, be seen as an influencer. So making sure that you connect with bloggers, writers, that type of a thing, and you're putting your expertise out there in that way as you're getting started, and even though you're a young female entrepreneur, you might not have as much experience as the next guy, you're still going to be um, seen as someone that does.
1: I agree, and that's something that I've spent a lot more time doing this year. Um, is networking with sort of media outlets and, and people mm. who are in sort of those spheres. Um, but it, I think it is, it's a really, it, and it's another one of those um, face your fears kind of things, you know, that, be, that being uncomfortable thing doesn't have to be handing a stranger a business card at a Starbucks, it could, it could be presenting yourself to a media outlet. Yeah. Because um, I know that's one of mine. Um, so <laughs> that's something that I've been working on and I think that that's, you know, the earlier you can start making those relationships, the easier it will be to tap those down the road. Yeah,
0: I absolutely agree. And it's it's really hard. It's it's something you have to do conscious or conscientiously. You have to go in mm-hmm. and, like, say, I'm going to take this time to do some brand building or this time to do business development. Yeah. So, a- another person going into the again, uh, 101 young female entrepreneurs is you have to master uh, the social realm. Like Stacey was saying, as a young female entrepreneur, I feel like we do have this more. It comes a little bit more natural to us than some of our peers, Uh, but we had Devaney Freeman on who talked to us about six personal brand promotion go-tos, and she gave um, just she inspired me to really think about even though I'm behind a company, even though I'm behind a logo, that type of a thing, and I have other people part of you know the whole thing. You still have to really pay attention to you as a person because social media is all about. Building mm-hmm. relationships and being social. So, since we do have a social media rock star on the show, I wanted to ask her a couple questions. And Yay. that uh, the first one is: Do I need to be everywhere? So, I'm a young female entrepreneur, and I might have been in business for three years, or I might just be getting started. Do I need to put my name, my personal brand, my company, those two entities, on every social network?
1: Yes and no. I like to go and reserve my name when new networks come out so that if it does like suddenly become uber popular, I still get to be the Stacey Harris, um, especially as your brand grows. I'm sure there are people trying to snap random Marie Forleo's or something. You know what I mean? Um, so I like to do that, but I don't maintain every profile I have on a daily basis. I prioritize my top three networks um, and that's where I spend the bulk of my time engaging Um, And you'll choose those networks by where your ideal clients are, where you like to be, and also where your stuff works best. Like, I really like Pinterest, and it drives some traffic to my site, but I don't spend a ton of time there because it doesn't drive a ton of traffic to my site, unlike Google Plus or Twitter um, or Facebook.
0: Okay, so my next question then is around video. So I, our company specializes in doing these live webcasts, and mm-hmm. but I don't, I don't see it as being video so much as these live events. We do live mm-hmm. launches and things like that. However, with YFE, I am going to start doing short little vlogs, um, daily type vlogs, to still keep in touch with everyone in Young Female Entrepreneurs in that respect. Uh, so, Stacey, where do you see video go going as? Um, as being social and being able to connect with your audience uh, on that level.
1: Well, I think you see, you know, things like Instagram adding video, and you see Facebook auto-playing the video, and all you have to do is yeah. turn the sound on. Like, video is making itself more and more prominent in more and more places. I think it's hard to deny, no matter how hard I try. Um, but I think it's a really, really powerful tool. YouTube's like what the number like two search engine in the world, possibly number one. Like, it's it's crazy. Um, video is super, super powerful. Even when dot not done uber professionally, like you know, start at your level. You don't have to make, you know, YFE chat quality videos. You know that level studio and, and and investment initial investment to make really quality videos to get out.
0: Well, and so my last question is, what do you think about paid advertising? We talked about on GenCast not that long ago. Was it yesterday? <laughs> about. Um, Recently. <laughs> Yesterday. We talked about the, the, the idea that the Oscar Samsung, uh, they promoted tweets, not just relied on that retweet of the, the Oscar selfie, but they actually paid Twitter to promote stuff. So do you think that that, I mean, should we be focusing on promotion or should we be trying to focus on viral content?
1: I think it's a balance. I pay for advertising on Facebook and Twitter, I'll be honest, from time to time. I also, I will promote stuff that's not necessarily going to make me money right now, like a podcast interview um, with a really cool guest. I'll pay to promote it and um, and then target their, that person's Facebook page so that their audience really gets a view of it. Those aren't people that are going to convert to dollars for me right now, but they're good people to get into my circle. Um, so I, I do pay to advertise, but I think that the real power in social media is through engaging. And you can pay all the money in the world, but if you're not using the social networks to engage and you're not um, providing those people you grab in through going viral with really great stuff, then the paid advertising leads you to a whole lot of nothing.
0: That's a great point. That's
1: not the whole piece.
0: Well, the last point that I wanted to end on as far as the social media component of 101 goes is the idea of becoming an influencer in your social networks. Gina Carr, the author of um, "What's uh, Clout Matters," Mm -hmm. she talked to us about, you know, while some people are like, "Oh, what's clout? Why should we even care anymore?" That type of a thing. Uh, It is. It's more than just clout, or more about more than just a a tool that helps you, you know, see your influence level. But it is. It reminds you to be on social media, talking about what it is that you want to be an influencer in. So not just going in there and using it for personal for fun. Um, or not even just going in there and using it for business promotion, but actually talking about what makes you unique, what makes you different. Why should I care about you?
1: I really liked that interview up until I learned like above the score 65 was like the top 10% and I had like a 64.7 or something like that. Not then true. I was like, whatever, Cloud's done. <laughs> <laughs> if
0: like, They'll give me half
1: a point. I will love Cloud again.
0: <laughs> so speaking of tools, I wanted to just list off another thing. So as a young female entrepreneur, another 101 type of an aspect for me I just recently, I talked about this yesterday I know it was yesterday, was uh, that I want to be a loyalist in certain things but new stuff is always coming out new apps, new software yeah. as a service new new gadgets and I really do want to feel connected and like I truly own some kind of tool that I'm using and so I talked on the show about a few of the ones that I personally love, we did try it out Tuesdays and I tried out new stuff too and one of them was Trello for project management and Stacy are sure. you Using Trello still, too?
1: Yeah, I use Trello to manage my podcasts. Like when I book somebody and like I almost like a storyboard my show. Yeah. Um, you know, what kind of the point of the focus of the show is and you know, whether it's been edited or uploaded or. Um, and it, it helps me keep a log of what I've talked about.
0: And then another we, one we did was uh, Pick Monkey, And I did this one just this mm-hmm. Tuesday. And we had the CMO of PicMonkey on. And she's a young female entrepreneur out here in the Seattle area. And I loved it. She was so funny. She's like, you're going to get Le- uh, mini Lisa today. <laughs> she's in this big <laughs> conference room. That but she funny. talked to us about... Um, tips on how to use PicMonkey. And again, it's about mastering that tool so you can create really effective graphics without having to pay a ton of money. Mm-hmm. And it's easy. And then of course there was um, the printable calendar that I'll have to include the link to too because I'm not showing you the video. I look really terrible in that video. <laughs> But that's what you get when you do a daily live webcast sometimes. Um, but that one was awesome as a tool, and it was made by another young female entrepreneur. And then finally, director. We just talked about video, right? And so this this application helps you make better videos, and it's free, and it has scripting and all sorts of really cool things. Storyboard. We had their social media go to girl and everything. Video funness. Um, Emmy cool. on. Uh, So hopefully you guys will check that out. And again, I'll include all the links below this. So uh, to finish up, I want to talk about two more foundational things. One is commerce and the last one is books as far as resources go. So for commerce, one of the things that came up was in line iteming everything. And, oh gosh, who was it that? It was Mamika Cooney. We had her on. She's a photographer. She's out of New York City and Australia. Uh, And she reminded us that as service-based business owners, you have to factor in your salary, your taxes, your health insurance, your, you know, the pens that are in your office, the time Mm -hmm. you drive to go to someone's space. I mean, there's a lot of things that I feel like as young female entrepreneurs who are just starting out, maybe you aren't putting in there. So that's a great reminder for all of us. Stacey, do you line Mm -hmm. item everything? I don't do it
1: personally. I've I've outsourced that to my my partner. You have people. Um, (laughs) I have have people people that that do
0: that. I
1: really hate doing it, so I just hand over receipts, and it happens like magic, voodoo bookkeeping magic. But I do. I track everything, and I also, I mean, we even keep stuff that we're like not sure about, so that when it comes tax time, we can ask the accountant, is this legit or not?
0: Yeah, and well, it's not just about taxes; it's about. Charging what it is, not just what you're worth, Mm -hmm. but we hear that all the time. Charge what you're worth, blah, blah, blah. It's about actually being able to afford to live (laughs) at the end of the day. And so uh, I thought that was a great reminder by Mamika. And then also we had on Financially Wise Women's Brittany Castro, who reminded us as business owners to first start off with a personal budget what would my ideal day look like? What would my ideal lifestyle look like? And work backwards from there. So we're talking about line iteming, first you need to know what it is that's gonna cost you to live. So if you don't eat Top Ramen every day, then account for that. So
1: That's a really great point. And I, I think that so many of us, or so many people started saying, oh, well, you know, I made $25 an hour at my old job, so as long as I make that or better, I'm fine. But you don't factor in the fact that like, they paid taxes and health insurance for you, yeah. Like, and they they bought your computer and they paid for the conference line. And you know what I mean? Yeah. Um,
0: I mean, there's so, crazy yeah, amounts really of hidden costs as a business owner that we sometimes neglect. So, Stacey, the last thing I wanted to talk about for this young female entrepreneurs 101 is books. And I mean, it could be resources as a bigger whole. But one of the shows that I did was my 12 books that everyone needs to own I for me. For me, owning a book, I have to, and like an actual physical book, that type of a thing. I have to read it over and over again. It has to be one of those books that's Definitely. always going to be something that is that matters to me. So I shared my 12 books and I'll include the link below. Stacy, what's one or two books that really means the world to you? Uh, I don't think anyone will be surprised when
1: I say Jab, 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 Right Hook by Gary (laughs) Vaynerchuk. No. I know everyone is shocked and amazed, but that's one of my favorites. Um, And I also really like um, Denise Duffield Thomas' Lucky Bitch. It's about like a money mindset kind of book. And it was really big for me because it was sort of transitioning my mindset going from like not just at, you know, making money, but from being an employee to being an entrepreneur. Like, things i can have in my life because i control my income because i control how much money i make so that that's one i actually have read a couple times um i'm trying to think of anything else i'm looking at the bookshelf now i really like um um oh i can't think of the name of it now I can't think of the name of it right now. I hate that. Um <laughs> But it was but it's an awesome book. It's fantastic. <laughs> and I will find the name I will think of the name of it as soon as we end the show and I will tweet it. So follow me at the Stacey Harris, because I know as soon as we like end here it'll like pop Isn't into my that head.
0: Always, that's always how it happens. All right, so, Jab so, jab so,
1: jab right hook though. Fantastic. <laughs> Everybody go read that. So
0: <laughs> if now you didn't read it with Vicky and I during Food the Travel Club. <laughs> Stacy you're funny so uh, tell us uh, any last words that you would give a young female entrepreneur advice um, who you know doesn't matter if they're starting or if they're into it what what would you tell them
1: Um, somebody who's thinking about it I always say just do it like figure it out like try it see what you think you'll probably fall in love with it Um, For those of people who are sort of in it and have been in it, don't be afraid of the evolution. It may not look like it did when you very first started. That doesn't mean that you can't stick with something or you change your mind too much. Trust me. Um, It's an evolution and it changes as you grow because you evolve and grow. Your business likely is too. Um, And you don't compare yourself to people who have been doing this for 15 years and think, well, why am I not producing videos that look just like that? Or, you know, have 5,000 people at my webinars and live events, you know, Take your journey and enjoy your journey.
0: Oh, I love that. So on that note, Stacey, where can everyone find you after this?
1: You guys can find me at uh, the thestacy Harris on Twitter and thestacyharris.com and Facebook slash the Stacey Harris. <laughs> I'm pretty much the Stacy Harris everywhere. And I think people have started hearing me say that because I'm getting search results on my website now that is the Stacy Harris, all one word.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, nice. Branding, working. Yeah, it's really good. All right. Well, Stacey, thank you so much for spending the entire 30 minutes with us this time. Thanks for letting me hang out with you for
1: the whole 30 minutes. It was super fun. I mean, I'm usually here the whole 30 minutes. You guys just don't see me the whole 30 minutes.
0: Don't. It's too bad. Now with more Stacey.
1: (laughs) Now with more Stacey, but less Stacey next week, but still Stacey.
0: Yeah, there you go. Alright, so we'll bring Stacy on after, the, after we stop the recording. But everyone, thank you so much for watching live tonight or watching on YouTube or iTunes or listening on iTunes, wherever you're at. Make sure that you sign up for YFE.me forward slash mailed it To find out more about Young Female Entrepreneurs, we have a full month of YFE Chat Live plan. We have on, next week is a representative, representative from MailChimp.com. It's a different young lady that's going to be joining us, Allison, next week. So she's going to give us the 411 on how to be using that tool in our businesses from a male chimp person. Um, and the week after that is going to be pristine. Um, they It's a scientific kind of fun tech thing behind wine. And wine's a favorite subject of all of ours. And then the following uh, Thursday is Farm Girl Flowers out of San Francisco. So again, really fun Thursdays planned. 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern. Show up on livecom and chat with your fellow young female entrepreneurs. Thank you so much for watching. Episode 101 of Young Female Entrepreneurs. This has been Jennifer Donnell. Hope to see you back here next Thursday.